This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the stinking truth. I mean, just when you thought the Miami Dolphins couldn't be beat, when you thought they were going to go undefeated for the rest of the year and, you know, maybe hit that 72 Dolphins team up, uh, you know, they crap in their helmets and uh, lose a game to the Bills. So there you have it. So how does that happen? How does the Miami team that looks unstoppable as the mm-hmm. talk, talk of the league actually goes out and gets their doors blown off in Buffalo? Yeah, well, they played against um, a good football team, unlike they played against in week three against the Broncos. Uh, you know, a, a team that had a plan for them and uh, a team that could actually cover them and weren't scared to death of their speed, weren't, you know, pissing down their leg when it came to the speed of uh, Tyreek Hill and all those, you know, all those different guys. Now, I'll, I'll give it to the Miami Dolphins. They still made their share of explosive plays. There's no question about that. And the speed definitely affects them. And they and they used a good job. They had a, uh, a really nice kind of, Terrell, or excuse me, uh, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, excuse me, Tyreek Hill in the backfield where they, you know, faked the pitch out wide and handed it to a Chon underneath on a jet sweep that scored a touchdown. And, you know, they had some great design in there. But again, the Buffalo Bills, one, could match them from the standpoint of we're good and we can play and we can score. And then, two, we're just not going to sit there and shake in our shoes over your speed. We've got a plan for that, and we're not going to adjust our entire team and leave you, you know, wide open gaping holes between linebackers and safeties. We're not going to put our safeties heels in quarters or in, in too high safety look at 20 yards like a bunch of dip. No, oh, sorry. A bunch of dip. Dimwits. How about that? A bunch <laughs> of dimwits. Uh can you still? I'm still a little bit upset about the Broncos game from the let the. Yeah, but but yeah. You, I think you're absolutely right because Buffalo is one of those teams that said, "All right, you you want to do a shootout? We'll do a shootout." Right. We got Josh Allen. Yeah. We got Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's play. And, and, and we're, we're at home. Right. And we're not afraid to do a shootout at home. Right. And they made enough big time plays with Josh Allen and and Stephon Diggs and the yeah the different guys they had. So they had some big time plays, some really good design as well. And Buffalo's a physical football team. You know, they they can do multiple things, not only as an offense, but I think more importantly as a defense. So they can sit there and say, hey, we can play zone coverage. We can we can sit back there and do that. And um, and we can still get to you with four guys. One thing the Broncos and the Broncos never or, or can't do right now is they don't have enough interior guys and edge players that are difference makers to really put pressure on a quarterback. So as we just learned. The NFL can turn on a heel from one week oh to the gosh, next. But right? as we as we sit here right now, best team in the AFC East is your team to beat is. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it can't be. I mean, obviously, you weren't high, and you weren't totally high on the Bills to start the season. No, I wasn't. And you know, when they lost that Jets game, I was like, "Aha! See, I told yeah. you." You know, and um, he did. He went, "Aha!" Yes, aha. I told you so, <laughs> uh, but it turns out the Bills have. Uh, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like 
the issues they were having with Stefan Diggs, who's you know had those issues in the past in Miami or excuse me in in Minnesota. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I didn't have a great feel for it. The other thing, I don't like completely, you know, spread. Um, this is what we don't shotgun stuff. I, I, I like a little bit more versatility, a little more variety, a little bit more under center, um, a little bit more, you know, commitment to running the football. But uh, tip my cap to the Bills. They've uh, whatever whatever the issues were early and in the preseason seems like they've rectified those issues. So you're admitting you were wrong. You were wrong. No, I was right, and I think I motivated the Bills. They heard me. They said, "You know what? This guy is right again. We're going to have to change." So I think that's the that's the direction I go. And by the way, did you get a haircut? I did Look get a haircut. You. Yeah, looking Look fresh. At- it is well, freshly shorn. It is freshly yeah. shorn. Yeah, yeah, very wispy on top. Yeah, wearing my uh, cleats on the grass shirt. Yeah, in honor of you. Yeah. Um, okay, good. You don't those, usually wear t-shirts in this podcast. I don't. So speaking of Jets, okay, uh, Jets KC. Mm-hmm. Did the Jets? I love doing this. This is what the radio guy in me loves. Did the Jets come up with a blueprint? To contain Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They, uh, I, I tell you, <laughs> they did because they've got a great defense. I, one thing they did in picking off Mahomes twice is so everybody does kind of the same thing. This is the the Fangio blueprint. This has been going on for a while, and mm-hmm. the Fangio blueprint is to play what they call kind of a soft shell defense, meaning we got. Corners that are off the ball at about seven or eight yards and two safeties that have their heels at about 14 yards. And the whole principle of of the shell is we're going to make you throw the ball underneath. We're going to rally up and make tackles. And if you can put eight, 10, 12, you know, eight, 10, 12 plays together and score, well, then we'll tip our cap to you. But it's really hard to do that without a you know, false start penalty or a holding penalty or an incomplete pass or getting behind the chains. You you hand the ball off one time and, you know, your defensive front makes a stop and now it's second down and nine and you're kind of off schedule behind the chains. And so that's the whole principle uh, of doing that. Now, back in my day, you know what we used to do if you, you played two high safeties? We'd run your ass out of it. Oh, that's really? Because that's the way you're going to approach us? up yours and we'll pound it down your throat until you say we can no longer take this bludgeoning we got to move a safety up and create an eight-man front does that does that make sense that's that's but nowadays you know nobody knows how to run the ball they don't want to get under center you know they want to everything has got to be out of the gun and um a bet again i guess what i'm saying is um nfl teams have become soft as butter when it comes to dictating what you should do in those scenarios. So now they're going to try to throw big plays in there. And one thing that Jets did a really good job of is the underneath coverage, meaning the linebackers to me or the safety if he's up, the underneath coverage did a great job of sinking, essentially, and getting depth to take away the intermediate route. So even though you're keeping that tent over the receivers on the back end, the linebackers getting enough depth to where they affected the intermediate throws. So now instead of, you know, if you just check it down, now we got to rally up and make a tackle. But the bottom line is I think, I think there are two picks. Um, I want to say one 
I know one was a linebacker, and maybe the other was a corner that sloughed way off in like a cover two type of uh, of scenario. I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, but that's that's one thing they did, and they were able to create a couple of turnovers on those intermediate throws based on sloughing that coverage off and getting depth. depth. You know, with the Jets, you love to take credit for a lot of things. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that maybe Zach Wilson was watching this podcast last week right? because you advocated for him to take off the headband. That's right. He didn't wear the headband, yeah. and he played arguably his best game as a pro. Well, I think there's I think there's two factors for me. There's two factors. <laughs> Start with and, the headband. Okay, and go with me on this because I think this is this is what's going on. You know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me today. By a lot of people, I mean you. But I've had a lot of people reach out to me today and say, hey, did Zach Wilson cure what ails him? Like, because everybody was saying, Zach Wilson, I mean, Joe Namath came out and said, Zach Wilson's not an NFL quarterback. Zach Wilson's awful. And I've been the guy advocating for Tim to take off that, uh, you know, that Cobra Kai headband. He looks like an idiot, right? And so he takes off the Cobra Kai headband, and all of a sudden he plays exceptionally well. But I'm thinking there's another factor. I'm thinking that he was trying to show out for Mrs. Kelsey. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's what I I, right. I think that I think he <laughs> he learned that Mrs. Kelsey was going to be in the stands. We know his propensity for older, mature women, and he thought to himself, "Now is my chance. So now gonna, I'm going to show out." You're not going to let this cougar thing go, are you? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. So he uh, he is uh, he's trying to send out the vibe. So they, I mean, they traveled to Denver to take on the Broncos this week, and um, unless Mrs. Kelsey is up in the owner's box, I don't know that uh, he's going to be able to maintain this level of excellence that he had. By the way, here's the here's he the did issue. Look good. He, it all, he did. It all, all came aside. He he looked like. Right, an NFL quarterback. Right, he really, game. he really did good for him because he played really well right up until it was nut cutting time. I know, I know. And then you know he fumbles a snap. And meanwhile, when the pressure's on, what does Mahomes do? Converts a third and twenty-two or whatever it is. And a lot of people will talk about here. One thing I want to, uh, I want to tell you on that particular play is everybody is showing the holding call against the left tackle. They're saying it's holding, it's holding, and this is how is this not called? Well. One thing, like when you keep your hands tight inside on the breastplates of the shoulder pads, like right in that armpit area, like right here, you keep them in tight there and you never stretch the jersey or stretch outside your own body frame. So you're a whoop and you hold the guy right there. It's, it's not going to get cold. Like you have to coach guys and you have to understand where I can and can't hold so I don't get called. I know if I've got you in there and you spin out and my hands extended like this and you're over here, that's a holding call. If I can keep you right here, that shouldn't be a holding call. Do you, you want to demonstrate on me? Yeah. So if I if if I can keep you right here and when you spin out, 
Go ahead, spin out. I just hold you right here. That's that's not holding to me. That's that is never holding to me. Sorry, but but that's that's what you that's what gets called uh, or what doesn't get called. And I used to tell refs all this all the time. Listen, man, I, I would I would stop with the referee, the guy in charge of holding holding calls. And I would say, I want you to know something. I am gonna, I'm gonna undress this dude. I'm gonna drive this dude like a Cadillac. But my hands, I guarantee, will be inside. They'll be tight on those breastplates. And as long as that's the case, you cannot flag me for that. Now, if my hands get outside and the guy spins outside of me and does all that stuff, that throw the flags at me. I get it. But my hands are so good, this is not gonna happen. And and it's one of those things I have to know, and a good team coaches what's called and what's not called. So for the for whoever it was that was just getting, I want to say it was number eleven for the Jets. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure who that is, but I can look it up real quick. But what you have to say is, man, you're just getting maxed out, and unless you stretch, the, unless you create that jersey or stretch that jersey, um, you got to understand you're just not getting that call. So that would be, you know, that would be kind of quote unquote my advice, and. Uh, as a guy that you know did a lot of holding and made a living out of holding people, um, you got to be better than that. So that's that's where I am. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Jermaine Robinson. Yeah, Jermaine, no Jermaine Johnson. Johnson, excuse me, Jermaine Johnson. So um, that's on you. Yeah, you know, like that's on you. You got held because you don't get what's going on, and so I wouldn't throw a flag on that either. I think it's perfectly. I think it's it's perfectly done.